Hey everyone, welcome to Cyber Solution. My name is Karina. My name is Dia. In today's episode, we will be introducing our new podcast, Cyber Solution. And my name is Darren. Cyber Solution talks about the dependency that adolescents place on technology. With this being said, our goal is to educate you guys regarding this issue and assist you all who are struggling with cyber addiction. We also have a special guest coming in soon, so stay tuned. According to the West Virginia Education Association, adolescents spend approximately nine hours a day on technological devices. This extreme time spent on technological devices means that students have less in time for other activities, including school, extracurricular activities, hobbies, sports, and sleeping. So many teens struggle with reaching 79 hours of sleep, and cyber addiction is often to blame. The amount of time adolescents spend on the devices is a major, major contributing factor. Many teens choose to say they are tired, but truly, if they were to take matters into their own hands, this problem is easily solvable. As such, limiting the use of electronic devices at least one to two hours before bed is critical. Exposure to blue light, which is emitted from things like smartphones, tablets, and computers, leads to the blockage of melatonin production. Melatonin is the hormone that allows you to go to sleep. Since there's a reduction in melatonin when one is on their devices, it's hard for students to go to sleep when they've just been on their phones. Therefore, students need to aim to reduce the amount of time they spend on the devices before bed. This will make it easier for them to fall asleep. Aiming to finish work before the late hours of night will reduce procrastination and increase levels of sleep. It's a win-win situation. Not only does high exposure to blue light lead to reduced production of melatonin, but it also disrupts the body's natural circadian rhythm, affects the brain's plasticity, and can cause mood disorders and mental health illnesses. The disrupted circadian rhythm contributes to the difficulty that teens face sleeping. Additionally, the brain's plasticity is important in keeping one able to adapt to situations. With it being lessened, it is more difficult to adjust to new environments. With sleep deprivation comes the increased chance of developing mood and mental disorders such as depression and anxiety. These mental illnesses have become normalized within this population, and this needs to end. It is not healthy for kids to view their behaviors as acceptable because others partake in them too. Healthy behaviors need to be favored, and these harmful behaviors such as sleeping late and addiction to technologies need to be disbanded. As explanatory as it sounds, unhealthy behaviors need to start being viewed as bad. The rise of social media has led to the glamorization of mental illnesses, sleep deprivation, and cyber addiction. It is not pretty to get five hours of sleep a night or having a nine-hour-plus screen time. In fact, I could bet that some of you heard the five hours of sleep and nine hours of screen time and decided to make it a competition. Getting four hours of sleep or having screen time in the double digits is horrible, but flaunting it like it's some kind of accomplishment is even worse. These habits usually start being viewed as bad again. The romanticization of these disorders and addiction results in an even lessened chance of having adolescents want to change their behaviors. And the biggest issue we need to resolve is encouraging adolescents to actually want to take the first step to be a better person. And on that note, we would like to take a second to introduce our first guest of our new podcast. Welcome Kylie, a student attending the Union County Vocational Technical Schools here in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. Kylie, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Good morning, everyone. I'm Kylie, a student athlete who has experienced firsthand cyber addiction. At a point, it has not only affected my education, but also my extracurriculars. Right? That's actually how cyber addiction becomes an issue in adolescence. Out of curiosity, what is your screen time, Kylie? I believe it is currently at approximately 13 hours and 30 minutes. I find myself typically gravitating towards social media like Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, and even Netflix. 
I haven't realized how much one loses control in a sense of time when scrolling through these apps. So have you tried different methods to help prevent such long periods of time on devices? I actually have used the built-in app Screen Time on my iPhone. Although it worked in the beginning, I became anxious over time and used my password to extend the time limit. We've noticed that the same negligent behavior is occurring in adolescents throughout Union County. Kylie, have you tried to use any other apps not already built onto your iPhone to help limit your screen time? One app I specifically tried was Headspace, which is available across smartphones. This is supposed to help with sleep and meditation, basically another way to get away from the phone. The downside is that many of these apps need a subscription or a high fee to receive the full benefits. Are there any health effects that you have noticed with an increased screen time? Yeah, I was evidently more fatigued and couldn't focus well. My eating habits were horrible, and I had constant headaches and eye pain. Wow, that sounds devastating. I'm glad that you're really trying to take a charge of your health now. These are only some of the short-term impacts that she noticed. The long-term impacts of cyber addiction are much more severe, including depression, anxiety, feelings of suicide, eating disorders, and attention deficits, a hyperactivity disorder, also known as ADHD. Additionally, technology can lead to psychological and physical issues, specifically feelings of isolation, depression and anxiety, eye strain, poor posture and musculoskeletal issues, sleep problems and deprivation, reduced physical activity, and delays in social and emotional development as well. Do your parents rely on their electronic devices often too? Yeah, they do. They typically tell me to reduce my screen time a lot, but I find them streaming media and they're on their phones all the time too. Good point you brought up. A common way teens can become addicted to their devices is from parental influence. Many teens see their parents constantly on their phones instead of doing anything else, which causes them to follow as well. Oh really? It must be for a reason though, right? I'm not too sure, but it's usually after work when they're just watching TV and, on, and they're on their phones constantly. They should follow what you are doing. They may even feel relieved that you introduced them to this new way of reducing screen time. Of course, that's a good idea. This will be a good way to combat cyber addiction with your whole family. I'll definitely do that. Are there any apps you recommend? Yes, actually CyberGuide is a user-friendly application that guides adolescents to ameliorate their cyber addiction. CyberGuide will allow users to set limits on their applications on their phone, allow affirmative notifications to be sent to users' phones, and create a daily-slash-weekly routine to maximize productivity. So how do you guys feel about technology being introduced in schools? Well, there are uh, definitely benefits. There are so many drawbacks as well. The convenience is unmatched, but the constant exposure to blue light places a strain on the eyes and has all the negative effects as listed above. Using computers as opposed to paper for learning also means reduced memory, poor handwriting and grammatical skills, and worsened physical health. In fact, there have been multiple studies showing that students who use computers in the classroom perform worse on tests. When devices are used in school or work, the advantages of cyber devices are shown because they increase productivity and make managing school easier. However, most devices, particularly in younger age groups, middle and high school, are used to browse through social media, especially during school hours. There have been many incidents throughout all of Union County where phones have been had to be taken away due to inappropriate use during school. I've walked into the bathroom several times and have seen students on TikTok to create short videos in school, a clear invasion of privacy. Social media is used by over 90% of teenagers from 13 to 17 years old, 
and teenagers are online approximately for around nine hours a day, omitting time used for school. This is from the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. Cyber addiction is especially prevalent in America because of how easily accessible technology is to most audiences. Chromebook and laptops are used in schools, and nearly every teenager has a phone. Even since the late 1800s, when computers and phones began to take a widespread stage, this issue has crept along beside it. But it truly shines through when looking at how prevalent this ish usage of social media is within this age group. Simply attending school can increase the risk of downloading social media apps for many who feel a great need to fit in. Owning a social media account can allow one to feel as though they are more assimilated with their community. Social media is also commonly used in schools as a method to communicate with classmates and friends. Even if one begins using social media with positive intentions, it can quickly become an addiction. For optimal usage, we recommend listening to our podcast along with engaging with applications to see greater results. Hey Kylie, do you have any final thoughts? Thank you guys for having me today. I can't li- wait to listen to future podcasts and use cyber guides to further help me resolve my dependency on technology. Have a great day, everyone. Stay tuned for Monday at 8 a.m. at EST. See you next time. Make sure to check out CyberGuide.